You know, the funny thing is, I went into this episode not knowing a whole hell of a lot about this guest, but I came out of it about to write a cabaret show for the two of us. Jimmy, the stage door medium, is one of the light workers that loves big group readings. Now, that's not something for everybody. And I had a blast. Please join me in welcoming Jimmy, the stage door medium, to the pool party. Hi, I'm Heather Carlucci, psychic medium and medical intuitive. Along with producer, musician, and sound designer Charles Stella, we'll be talking to fabulous weirdos like psychics, artists, scientists, and more about art, culture, science, and the supernatural. So get your floaties, slather on your sunscreen, and join us poolside. Welcome to the Psychic Pool Party. So thank you so much, Jimmy, for coming and spending the time with us poolside here at the Psychic Pool Party. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi. Hi. So I always ask every light worker that comes on here, what title do you use? Oh, it's like, ooh, like light worker, medium, psychic. Like that's right. Yeah. Cause I think I think when I when it was time for me to sort of choose, because basically choosing says I'm letting myself be known. I have to, to sell my time and make some money and call out to the people that are supposed to be with me. It took a long time to be able to own some words and also sort of to think logically and say, really, what do I do? So as we sort of are both coming to this a little bit later in life, what what did you what you choose? I so it's I go by medium because I find that it's tricky. Like I find that psychic and like and I know you know this, but maybe if the listener doesn't fully know, like while mediums are psychics, like I find that there's still a bad rap. I think there's a stigma surrounding just the word psychic. Like I think of the infomercials I grew up with in the nineties, like watching Miss Cleo. So I, I, while I do that and while people probably know that you're going to get that in a reading, I just like the word medium. I don't think people, no offense to some of, some of the folks I know, but I don't know if light worker would resonate with them. So I might use that if I'm talking more with another person who works in a light working capacity, but to the average person, I like to say medium psychic. Sometimes they're like, I don't know, I'm not, to be brief, it normally opens up the dialogue of if they're a skeptic, like, oh, what number am I thinking? I'm like, that's like mentalism. That's not mediumship. That's not like, psychic. I can't read your brain. Right. I, like, your I, don't want, I don't want to be in there. I don't. Want <laughs> I didn't to say there. ESP. <laughs> I don't so want to be in your brain. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> From what I can read, it's not a room I want to walk into. Really. <laughs> that being said, medium. Right. I, I personally, I use like psychic medium because I do psychic work and mediumship. Right. And I, I'm all about the technical just in my own head. Yeah. And then well, medium, basically mediumship is talking to dead people. And in front of that, it's stage door medium, the stage door medium. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm down. I want to hear all about it. I want to hear the story. I want to hear everything. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it was, I had, I had grappled with names like, when I when I launched like the the official like the business and I liked stage door because it because it meant something to me. So growing up and I, I still am like I'm a I'm a theater nerd. I'm a I'm a diehard theater kid at at heart. And um when I was a teenager, when I first started going to see shows in New York, I would go to the stage door to to meet the artists after and tell them how much I enjoyed the show or to, you know, get their autograph or to and um I remembered I always just, I don't know, I thought it was a neat moment to just kind of get to see them as human. And it's so funny, like, I feel like as a teenager, I probably was picking up on energy back then, but I wasn't aware of it. I remember the door was that time where, like, I probably would pick up on stuff because it was so frenetic. I mean, these fans outside there were, could get kind of cuckoo, you know, and 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 hyped up waiting to meet them. So I, I definitely remember you know, before I started officially practicing, picking up on energy at the door. And long story short, I liked the name because like, for me, it was a moment where like, it was a tip of the hat to like the 14 year old Jimmy that geeks out that I get to work with these people and and now call some of them friends and, you know, and clients. But it was just a, a neat way where I also feel like you get to see them as just human during a reading like we all are. And so I, I liked that name best. And I think the way it came about was um, I had like, I, there was one person that I had read who is an actor. And I remember when they had reached out, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I know this name. I was like, this is like a really 
well-known name within the community and i thought it was like a fluke i thought it was like one of those spam accounts that was like replicated but with like a different spelling and so i did a reading for them and it went really well and you know that what's really beautiful about the theater community in, in the best way is that you know there's a nepotism is the wrong word but they deeply look out for one another they care for each other and, and they i found that um they were so gracious of, of recommending me to somebody else and then somebody yes. else in the community. And um, I think I was always honored. One of them told me, I was like, when I first started with them, I was like, can I ask like, why do you, why do you like working with me? And they're like, because it's not a performance. And they were so, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. She was like, because an actor would be able to smell or spot a performance. And I was like, huh, like it was just such a neat compliment. So from there, it just kind of spiderwebbed. And then during the pandemic, I, 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 um, I started the podcast to, you know, to sit down and work with them. And so it all kind of went from there. And okay, so let's. I like everyone to be able to use this as a plug. But was the name of? Your oh podcast? no, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't. Oh no, like, I want hey. you to. Oh no, I want you to. We're, that's what we're here for. <laughs> I'm here to shed light on whatever projects people have. So, what is it? Please plug your podcast. Thank you. Well, there's there haven't been any episodes in a while. It was getting so busy that it wasn't fun anymore to do them. You know, because like I feel like if to the to the listener, like right now, like. What okay, I, but so so before putting it down, can you tell us the name of the podcast? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it was just called Stage Door Medium. And, okay, great, because it's such it's, that is such. By the way, a good name. Thank you. Like, I thought I was like it. It when I first heard that, and of course you and I met because my friend Jim Lanahan, who mm-hmm. I used to do the Jim and Heather show with on Instagram, was you know he loves his psychics and mediums and and you know, weirdos of all kinds. And whenever anybody he comes across, he's like, Heather, you got to check this person out and vice versa. So, you know, and I love, I love people that do what I do, you know, and it, and uh, when I heard stage door medium, I was like, Oh my God, that put so much in my head. The sort of like, you know, old school, you're very, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. So anything that rings back to me of anything remotely old school, New York is like, we just, think of like, you know, stage door obviously is something that, you know, as a New Yorker walking down the street as a small girl, you, I would see them everywhere anyway. It wasn't anything like, you know, it was my neighborhood yeah. and medium and just sort of that old, like putting on a show for our work without being, as you said, a performance. Yeah. You know, because I think there's like, I know that personally I'm a performer at heart. Sure. But I do my work. I can I can perform in order to get my work across, but this work is not a performance. Correct. I almost majored in it in college. I almost majored in theater, but I also knew I was like, oh, I don't have I don't have the gumption to do this every day to wake up and know that I'm might not be getting a job. Like I could be the best qualified vocally, but just if my nose looked a particular way or if just, or just energetically, they didn't vibe with me that, you know, that like, I I was like, I don't think I could do that every day, you know, and I have such respect for them for, you know, for, for standing tall and firm and and who they are and and what they bring to the table. Like, I don't think I had the self-esteem for that. Um, And now it's still kind of like that way though. I mean, you know, I think with mediumship, I, I don't worry about impressing anyone during a reading, but it is kind of like a little mini interview each time. You know, you you do want to represent yourself well. Obviously, you want them to have a good experience. So I get a little nervous before. It's almost like mini audition, so to speak. But again, not not a performance by any means. Yeah, sometimes, and it doesn't really happen much anymore. But the first couple of years that I did this full time, it's like I have this moment of like these these messages these visions these people whatever that come to me that have come to me my entire life i would get nervous like this is the one time they're not gonna show up right that i'm not gonna be able to find my own yep <laughs> uh skill right my own because I, I don't really want to call it a gift because i think we all have it but i'm like one Thank day you. today's the day it's never gonna show up and yet it shows up 
I always say spirit always shows up. It's us that won't. So like, I, I always tell people that are training, I'm like, yes, yes. always be there. If you have a good working mm-hmm. relationship with your guides, with your, with your spiritual support team that you're, they will always show up. It's, it's us that won't show up. If we're nervous, if we're, if we, you know, if somebody gets way too haughty, if they get, you know, I, and I always like to, to ask myself, I'm like, and it's not in a, a, a snotty way. I just always have to check myself and go, okay, when is when can you ever remember a time where it went so horribly wrong that you would have this fear that like you can't like even like I told you, like I went to Hudson a couple weeks ago. I took a week off of readings and you get back and you're like, um, is this on? Like, is this gonna work today? You're like, oh God, like is it and it's great. You know, it it's I feel like I you we need the time off sometimes, but I, I take a few days off and I'm like, oh, did I forget how to do what I know how to do? Yes. And I find that when I take the time off and I'm like, I'm not it's probably not gonna come back. The minute I sit down, it's back better than ever. It's bigger, better. it's better, it's more interesting. Um, the only time I would say that I really felt <clears throat> at a miss was I showed up and they showed up and the client didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And I had a reading some years ago when I was reading out in Jersey and a woman came in. She wasn't thrilled her regular person was there. It was at a place that would sort of had people on the schedule. And I loved it because I got this great practice of just reading people in blind for an hour, right? Just five people a day kind of thing. And she walked in and she lied about everything. And I knew she was lying. And she and she was like almost forced into like wouldn't leave, wouldn't give, wouldn't anything. And I knew that a lot of the stuff I was reading for her was real, was going to happen. And she would not give it to me. I found out two days later, she called the spot asking for her money back because she said she didn't know what she was talking about. And Luckily, the owner who had reading many readings with me and knew me really stepped up to the plate for me and said, what's going on? She said, I lied to test her. And when the owner called me and said, what do you want to do about this? I was like, keep the money. I don't give it back to her. I don't want that money in my account. Yep. I knew she was lying. I did. And at the time... It was, I was still younger than I am now in this. And I was like, I, I don't know how to handle this. Now I would know how to handle it. I will shut down a reading really fast now. I will. I, so I will now give that look like I call it like the look the mom gives their kid. So imagine you're in Walmart and the kid hits the back of your leg with the shopping cart. It's that quick. Like I can't hide it. Like I'm Italian and I, I will, I will always <laughs> be respectful, but if I know that you're lying or if I just find that you're being disrespectful, like I will, I'll give you a, a quick, like, Hey, or, and, and I should preface with this rarely happens. I, I do find that most people are, are lovely and warm and incredible, but it, it recently just happened for the first time in like a year. And I asked her, I was like, are you okay? I was like, I, I say this, you know, with all sincerity. I'm like, you just seem combative in in nature. And I was like, if this isn't the right time, I was like, you know, if you want to wait, you can, you know, you can reschedule this out. I was like, but I find that I, I don't know. I find that when they're being combative and you do call them out on it, it just gently, it's just a nice way to like. Cause I tell them, I'm like, gently, I'm like, please get out of your own way. I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, I always describe it as like, imagine like there's like things on the wall right now. I would go, okay, I see like the bluish green curtain behind you. There's light. You have it like, I can't change what's written on the wall. Like, and so if, if I'm telling you that's what I have, cause I think that's also not to ramble, but that's a danger. I think when, when you first start practicing, I think we grow up, we grew up with jobs where it was like the customer is always right type of mentality. Mm-hmm. And while I'm always going to treat my client with kindness, and there are times where I'm like, I, I also can't, I call it like a calibration. So before I start reading and bringing through loved ones, I will do a couple random things. And sometimes it's random insight. Like I'll go, did your iPad just break? And she's like yesterday, or I'm like, oh, I have to talk about confirmations. Yes. Confirmations. Just to make sure I'm on channel one, you're on channel one, spirits on channel one and and I'll go. And so, you know, um, anyway, to, to circle back, um, you know, it doesn't happen often, but 
you know, those are those times where I'm like, did you want to gift this to somebody else? Or like, if I think, I think it's only happened once where I've had to tell somebody, I, I don't think I can read for you. I'm going to refund your money. I wish you well. And, um, but I know I tell people the client has to show up also. You have to do your homework. You have to be open. You know, you can go in skeptical and, and cautious. That's great. You know, I encourage it. I think it's, it's healthy to not, over volunteer information to the medium. Like that's our job. Like let us do that. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. but, you know, just be kind, just be open to the experience. Yeah. I, you know, when people say to me, I'm a cynic, prove me wrong. Now I say, I got nothing to prove. Bingo. You know, first of all, I'm a cynic. So I'm walking into this. Yes. amazed at the work that we can do because I'm walking in with a little bit of my own attitude. Like you want to be a cynic? I can meet you there, but prove something to you. No, like you got to show up ready to meet me there because as far as I'm concerned, you can do what I do. Mm -hmm. You just don't know how we are not led down that path really in our society about listening to your own right because somebody has to be in control which is so weird about us as as a as a creatures right and and i i have no i don't have to prove anything about that anymore so i'm going to take this moment to sort of segue into one of the things i really want to talk to you about because i can't really talk about this with all light workers people that do what we do but i wanted to talk about the dynamic of reading groups because Oof. I do it and I know you do it mm. and it is, it's kind of a fat, well, it's a fascinating thing to do. Number one, number two, it's a fascinating business yeah. and we'll get to that in a minute because I think that's, that's a whole other thing. Cause that's kind of what people are used to from us in the, in the bigger moment. Right. Like the people who think we're going to read their minds. Yeah. But, and that's not what we do. We don't read minds. Uh, so when I first uh, became aware of you through Jim, and I loved also that you were like kind of one of your things is that you would bring on Broadway actors and read them. And then they, of course they would give amazing testimonials. And I was like, I so loved that because I'm also Thanks. somebody who loves the theater and grew up with the theater. And then I saw you were at, under, oh, 54 below. Yeah. 54 below under uh, 54 below, which is uh, like a piano bar in Manhattan. And that you had, you had done an event. I think you've done it twice. You've done twice. Just once there. Yeah. Okay, done well, a bunch around here, but only well, there's my time. psychic reading because it's coming up again, by the way. <laughs> I will take it. I will, I'll fill you, I'll fill you in later on some stuff. That's exciting. I'll, I'll fill you when we're not filming. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> whoops! Uh, here we go. A little work popped in there. Uh, yeah, and and I remember when I decided, let me see if I can do this. Right. So let's talk about group. I don't even know really where to start with this one. I just knew that I wanted I want to talk about sort of the interesting dynamic we both find with reading groups. So let's start here. How did you start the idea of reading groups? Because one-on-one yeah. -on -one is intimidating enough. Never mind when you get to the point, you're like, is this, it could be like, this isn't enough for me, right? I need to do more. Or here's possibly another revenue stream. Or I just really need to kind of push myself to get better. I love it. I love group readings. I, um, you know... <sighs> I, I love them too. I do. You reorient your brain and you just remind yourself like, Hey, I view it as I truly view it as like um, a big old group party where we all get to celebrate our loved ones in spirit and we get to celebrate each other. Like, I, I think there's something so powerful about, I, you know, and I promise I'll circle back, but when, the first time I did it at a larger venue, there are about like 500 people there. And I thought I had something so specific that was only going to be for one person. And I said, I have a little boy here. Whenever they're wrapped in silver, that's my term. That's my symbol for they did make it into the physical, but they would have either been stillborn or they would have died um, a few days later. Mm -hmm. And I said, the umbilical cord would have been wrapped. I said, I have, um, I described a few more things that I thought were highly detailed. And I'm thinking, okay, it's only going to be for one person and then my heart broke 
when in that silence, like eight hands went up and I'm like, I have goosebumps talking about it. And to see these families, like, I don't want to cry. Like to see these families look at each other to be like, Ooh, you went through it too. And you went through it. There is, is a communal aspect to grief and to healing. And so I think sometimes like somebody came up to me and they're like, I didn't even care that like, I, I wasn't personally read tonight. They're like, it was healing to just be in a room and see other people work through their things and to see them look at a stranger that they didn't know going into this space and be like, I think I have a friend now, even though I probably won't ever talk to you again, just to know that you gave me this look or this nod of like, Hey, I've been through it too. And you're going to be okay. Like there's something really powerful to that. And to get to, you know, be a small part in facilitating that's like a real honor. And um, I love it. Yeah. The communal coincidence. Yes. I think is phenomenal. I don't know how many times I will do like on on the regular I will do uh about like a 10 to 15 person group reading at an sure. event that I do in Brooklyn that I'm part of it's not my event but somebody else's event. Even in a small group like that it's amazing to me why people are called there in general because in in the smaller groups I will I read everybody for a few minutes and then everybody gets to ask a question and I don't give a yes, no answer. I give it more, you know, and of course, once you start talking about somebody and somebody gives you a little bit of energy, like a question, so much more comes through. Right. So, and, and somebody, many people say every time I do this, wow, I didn't really anticipate getting so much, not just out of hearing my own stuff, but everybody else's right. And the insane coincidences you were bringing up, that and it, it gets even more specific than a miscarriage right it's almost like oh tonight's the night of the you know of the boat accident and you'll have upward of if it's a big crowd like 15 people with that same thing yes. and then you can narrow it down and be like you know you're this this and this but that 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 real like group coincidence is amazing it's so I mean, I hate using this word because it's so woo, but it's cosmic, right? It and what blows my mind is like sometimes, I shouldn't say some, many times the people that end up being read are the ones that weren't supposed to be there initially. So it's- Always, uh, right? They're like, hey, I had somebody, like somebody got COVID, they gave me their ticket. I was, yep. I literally had five minutes in the car alone. I just says, mom, I would love it if you could come through. Or like, those are those really- I don't know. I mean, I started small before. I mean, I, I was very, uh, we have a, this really beautiful lavender farmstead um, about probably about 30 minutes from where I live. And they do um, classes out in, in the, they have this gorgeous, um, very Chip and Joanna Magnolia barn. And they do classes out in, in the barn. That's so a little can, unfortunate, by the way. <laughs> they do like, um, um, wax uh, candle making classes and you name it and they they had me there for reading so the first two times there were about 40 people there and then you know then it um it, like anything though you get your sea legs and i would say the first time i did it i had a really hard time getting out of bed the next morning like i felt like i was hit by a bus and then the there i still have that sometimes it's amazing isn't move. it my legs hurt yes the legs. Yes, the legs. I'm exhausted. Did I run? No, I didn't. I didn't walk it. I didn't run it. I didn't even. Wasn't even leg day at the gym. <laughs> Still wake up like it I was. You for going to the like. I'm like <laughs> no, but no. It's always the legs. It feels like there's sandbags on them. So when I try to get up, I'm like, I can't do this. So by the second and third time, then I was like. And it's so weird though. There's also no set pattern. Like I sometimes people will go, you must be exhausted after this. And sometimes yes. Other times it depends on what the folks are like that I'm reading. Like other times Completely. it feels like a mountain. And you're sometimes like sometimes I'm supercharged, right? Like I'm like, wow. Yeah. You feel like you could go for another two hours. And then there's some times where it's like a 80 minutes and I'm like, I'm done and I'm gonna <laughs> sleep for a week. It, I know. It, I sometimes I'm like, you people are a lot tonight. <laughs> But and you know it's interesting because the 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 times at which it is so depleting and exhausting and usually I feel it the next day that night I just like being around people but I never can tell 
when it's going to be depleting because it all could be great news and exciting people and people who are engaging. And I could have some really difficult people that I am trudging through and and walk out feeling like amazing. It's I I never can tell. Can you? How the night's gonna go? Some or how no, your reaction to it. Like I don't have really a oh, set pattern. No, there's no set pattern. Um, or there's times where I'm like, I will go home going, Oh, I'm gonna be great tomorrow. I can already feel fine. And then I wake up, I'm like, I feel like I'm almost like a spiritual hangover or something like that. Oh, it's a hundred percent a hangover. It's a hundred percent. It's like real. I can't think, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm like, I basically I just I do the minimum, I whatever my daughter needs. Yeah. And and usually now, if I do a group reading, it is rare I will I will book the next day. I take off. I, if I, I, if I can't, I'm okay. Like I've, I'm like I'm okay. The reading will be of quality. I just sort of I come to terms with it, yeah. but I really try not to because what can you know you you need to rest. And there's some extreme like I don't think like at least on my end like I don't think people realize. Oh gosh, like. A the prep work leading up to the event, like I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I really find that I have to live like a monk the week going into it. So, um, I if, even if it's my a normal week of readings, I scale back. So I might take one or two less that week. Usually the night before, I don't do any. Um, I'll go to bed early. The day of, I'm if it, if it's like a seven o'clock event, I'm done eating by like noon. That way, I can make sure that like my body's because I don't want to be going. Oh, I have somebody here who had stomach issues, and when my food's just digesting, do you know what I mean? I don't want to mistake my own bodily. And then I also feel like they don't. It's not their job to understand this, but I, I tell people, I'm like in the third Indiana Jones movie where like he's. Uh, with Sean Connery and he's um, trying to get um, he gets past round one and he's stepping on the the words spell out Jehovah and like he doesn't know which one is like people don't realize what a tightrope act it is to do a live event because you're you're in this very strange space where you know once you get past your own nerves and hurdle like oh gosh like I am publicly putting myself out there to be like I might look like a quack right now once you get past that then you're also straddling the okay I have to be engaging enough to keep people you know sadly while it's not entertainment in their eyes they're like hey I paid you know 35 bucks for this and I'm in a theater and I have a water or a popcorn like not but it's like there is somewhat of an expectation to at least that you're engaging and that you're dynamic but then you also don't want to stick too long with one client where everyone else feels like they're being alienated but then you also have to be so careful because you can then see them go like oh my gosh people are watching me receive messages now from my loved ones so you want to make sure that they feel comfortable and that they don't clam up but you want to be mindful of spirits energy and you're and it's it is a high wire act that I feel like people that is a really good point. Wow. You know. It's totally it's it is a constant it's juggling constantly. Mm. It's juggling constantly. It's actually why I when I do group readings, I keep the time limit so specific. This way I make sure sh- it in my own head, if I have a limited amount of time, yes, I get to certain areas of the room like if it's if it's bigger than my the 10 and 12 that i just talked about but if it's like an audience audience i make sure i get to certain points in the room so at least people don't feel like i've only dealt with the first two rows right or one side um i have to be i find i also have to be engaging and funny to a certain extent yep you know uh i have to make sure that people know that i notice things right and Mm -hmm. To some extent, you have to kind of keep the audience involved because they're there to see the magic. Yeah. Like people come to readings because they need proof of magic. That's my Mary Nicole Kidman. We come to this place for magic at the AMC. Like it's (laughs) she's walking through the theater. (laughs) You and I should redo that commercial just as like me. Instead of AMC, it's like ESP or something. I know. I mean, you know, <laughs> heavens allow I should be that tall, but you know. <laughs> Every time um, I like I cringe and I laugh and I I love it at the same time. All the things, all the right, that <laughs> commercial alone. But it really it is such um, you know, speaking of the first time 
I decided, I was like, I want to see if I can do this. I heard that, you know, the medium Thomas John. So he's, he's from a friend of mine called me one day and she's from Michigan. She's never been to New York ever. And she's like, do you know this guy? He's from Chelsea. And I figured you might know who he is. And I was like, honey, Chelsea is thousands and millions of people in it, you know, and probably every third of us is probably some sort of like light worker, medium, psychic, sure. whatever. And he's somebody who's really like made a huge business and for himself as I sort of did the deep dive. And he was going to be at a small East Village church uh, doing a live reading with Colette Baron reed I did not know of her at all. Apparently, she is one of the big stars of Hay House. I had no idea who she was. And honestly, she wouldn't be on my radar because I, you know, I kind of keep to my own strange little group and I don't yeah. really know the big, but same here. I sure know who she is now because I was like, let me go see what this is. And she usually reads huge rooms. You know, she has the whole PR machine behind her. She sure. has many, many decks and and I was like, oh, my God, this is a show. Like her husband was sort of running the front door, her whole ticketing thing. And it is a sort of a small church. I would say we were probably maybe I'd say like 300, 350 people in this church. Right. Yeah. And it was fascinating to watch because she she did a whole thing where everybody took a card. You know, she had somebody walking around with a basket of all of her decks and you keep the card and that is your thing for the day right and and it was a whole involvement and she said you know i usually have my sound bowl player and singer but they get stuck at the airport and this is a small room for me and this this all goes this one all goes to charity because whatever town she's in she's a big room and then she's a little one and then in the little one the charity all goes to like pet charities right That's like awesome. dog rescues right and she brought up Thomas John because, comparatively speaking, though, he does quite well. She obviously was the more commercial of the two. And she said, I always like to give other people a chance. And she said, I never believe somebody could work through all the eight Claire's plus mediumship until I met John and Thomas John. And I was like, well, I, I fucking do that. <laughs> I was like, and, and as far as I'm concerned, I think. Everybody can, but okay, right? Yeah, that's that's okay. not just me because as you said it, I was going through each of them and I was like, check, 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 check. I was like, of course. And if you you're know, open, you're open. All that I mean, I might not hit all of them every, but I, I feel like, I also feel like not to enter, but no medium. I, I, I never want to be so reliant on one that my others are shit. Like I, you know, even it's a really with, good point. Like I, yeah. And when I teach. It's one of the things I have to like really like I well, it's usually through Zoom. I have to like take my my students by their proverbial shoulders and shake them and be like, you have everything. Just give it a minute. Don't don't lean on anything. Just be open to the possibility of everything. And spirit's gonna talk to you a different way. So the way spirit A came through might not be how if they're the the louder one, they might be more utilizing your clear audience. If you have somebody that would have been kind of like a wallflower here in the physical, I probably am not going to be hearing them. So like I typically will go into my clear cognizance or like my clairvoyance at that point. Mm -hmm. And you know, like and I know you're aware of it, but like when, when the car accident happened right before, about a month before I started getting the debilitating headaches, my clairsentience went away and I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I kept hearing like in a meditation, my guides were like, it'll make sense soon. We promise, but work on your other ones in the meantime, because for me, if I get pain on the right side, it's stroke or aneurysm and left side would be, um, suicide or drug related or like a car accident and it went away and then those headaches started and so i'm so glad i had like like essentially worked out my other abilities before then because i couldn't if if i was getting that i would have been going who had the suicide who had the stroke i'm like no one like you you're having a headache right now so like you have to be like a like a like a fluid you know with, with your clairs like Anyway, I, and not to not be on the soapbox, but I'm a firm believer that you really have to have them all worked out well. You do. And actually, it's interesting when I, you're speaking of the physical, because I do so much medical work, you know, it's like 50% of my work. I, I And it took years, years. I 
when I feel something physically, I can now tell if it's mine or, or somebody else's. But that took a really long time. And only because when 80 million people started calling and being like, I want you for only for medical. And I was like, okay. Um, and, but it, but it took, it took a long time. And even now, if I feel something, I just sit in and I ask mine or theirs and I get the message right away, which is always interesting. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, Heather, like, like if they could smack me over the head with a pillow, they probably would, but you know, the spiritual pillow, they definitely do. Um, Let's get back to the group, and then I kind of want to get oh. into the whole. I want to get into the experience of the of the car accident in a moment, if you don't mind, because oh. I think when it, things happen to us, how that affects us, right? As as light workers. But going back to the group, it was interesting when I was watching these two on stage. As soon as I saw them do what they do, and there's no map for it, and everybody does everything that we do differently. It's all the same, but it's all very different depending on who we are, right? I just looked up and I was like, oh, I can do this. I don't even know why. But then again, I feel that anything with our work, you just, you're like, do I feel, does it feel right? Yeah, I guess I can do it. I'm going to have to trust those those people, those spirits, whatever you want to call it, right? That show up every day for me. And if it's time to do that, it's time to do that. When you um, did your, your uh, can we call it a cabaret show? Because I just love the fact that you're in a cabaret <laughs> You go Your for show. it, right? Well, let's ask this: Was it? Oh, was it only you? Was it just you for like an hour? Yeah. If um, fifty-four below gave me a very strict time frame of um, eighty-five minutes, they're like you got to be in and out. So I had two Broadway guests with me. So they were um, an Alpha Bun Glinda from Wicked on uh, on the Broadway and the tour, and um, I. You know, I, I was like, okay, I, I wanted to bring them with me because it felt like very like coming home full circle to have those like theater people with me as like somebody that like I was like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here right now if it if it weren't for this community and so I, I wanted to have them with me and kind of do songs that allowed them to. So for some of their diehard fans, strictly the the purpose of the stage door, you know, quote unquote, is like allow somebody to see them in a in a in a light that's not as a performer and just as a human and then mm-hmm. they would kind of break it up and then i found that while they were they did three songs total so while they were singing i would sit off to the side and i would start getting messages for the next person that wanted to come through sometimes i wouldn't sometimes right. I would just look at somebody and go oh i have to talk to you but you know the the first I would say for about two weeks leading up to the event, I kept hearing over and over, like, I need to talk. Like, it, they basically kept showing me, like, Dateline, like, unsolved murder. And sure enough, two of the people that were there that night had lost, respectively, their sister in law slash their cousin. And it was an unsolved murder. And, um, yeah, it, it was, she was very, insistent, up. very insistent on, you know, um, you know, it, I thought of that earlier because when we were talking about, you know, the, the tightrope of also, you, you also don't want it to get so heavy that you're just talking about death and crying for two hours. Like I remember something came up and like, I feel like spirit will navigate and put you and get you to say what you need to for a moment of levity. Like I Mm -hmm. talked, I was like, who's Frankie. And all of a sudden, you know, we were going from a heavy topic and she started cracking up. She goes, Oh my God. She had this like thick Jersey accent. She was like that fucking dog. She goes, I hated that dog. (laughs) And all of a sudden everyone started laughing. And it was like this communal exhale of like, okay, like, so it was just me other, other than the songs, it was just me, but I would use that time wisely to regroup my, my own energy and, and, and start to, you know, make sense of who wanted to come through next. So I could hit the ground running since, you know, I I had never been there before and, and wanted to, you know, do well and do right by them. Have you gotten any pushback in the middle of a group? <laughs> uh, one. Though, though that is, you know, I want to, whoever does that, I want to be like, don't be a jerk. Like, you know, it's the same thing as like sort of heckling a comic. It's like, you, know, you don't have to, you don't have to be the jerk in the audience, you know? It, at that one, there was one. And um, sometimes I find that what I, you know, once or twice, what I've mistranslated as heckling was just literally, I think them going deer in the headlight. And then they, and then they were like, Oh my God, literally this was in front of me the entire time. But at, at that event, yes, there was one person in particular who was, um, 
uh, I, I hate to say it because I tried to be, you know, she was rude and, and she would do these faces as if I had just slapped like her mother or something. She was like, like huge, like you've offended me faces. And, you know, it was nothing offensive, but anytime she didn't connect with something, she would make these huge, like almost like you've just insulted me and my family face. And so it, it after a couple pieces of validation, you know, the, are we on the same channel? And here's the thing, like, and I know you know this, you know, when you're given, in, you know, when you're giving correct information, you also know when the message is for someone and when it's not for the, someone else. And at that point, I was like, okay, I, um, I can't. And that's the other thing, like, I respect the work that we do too much to try to force it to fit so she can leave there happy. So I just said, okay, I'm really sorry. This isn't making sense. I'm just going to leave this and moved on and, you know, took a deep breath and I, I kept hearing you'll hear from her. And literally the next day when I was driving home from New York, she was like, she found me in my DMs and she was like, so yes, 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 all yes. of this. And I was wondering, can you reconnect right now and give me more information? I'm like, no, it, it, it's uh, no, like you, you were not kind to me. You know, you were like, and that was that moment that we had together. And, and, and if you didn't want to be read, I wish you would have just said, Hey, I'm not comfortable with this. And I would have moved on, but do you know what I mean? Like I saw it. Yeah. yeah or, or you know what? Book, book a reading with me. Yep. If, you know, if people want a lot of free information because they think it just flows out of you. Like it's nothing. And it's like, no, it's, you know, it's a so lot of work goes into this. It's a process. Like somebody, a friend of mine will message me. What vibes are you getting on this? I'm like, I love what I do, but this is work. Like this is preparation. And you're asking me to just hop on the clock right now and and do this for like, and, and it doesn't work that way. You know, sometimes, to, you know, I might not feel inspired, you know, I, I might not be getting like, you get it. It's, it's so nice to talk with somebody that gets it. And, you know, you can <laughs> I know we, we do need, we do need our people. We still need our community just to sort of say, can you believe this works like this? Yep. You know, also I find it's interesting because when we're reading and it doesn't matter if it's one-on-one -on -one or a group of a hundred, the energy in a room will change and people think differently. And it takes a minute sometimes to know if that information is for you. Yes. So many times, even if I've been the client, and I say this to my people, uh, to my clients all the time, like I know so there's a certain knowing that you get when you know there's information for somebody. And if you get that will never happen or there's no way or it's impossible, or that can't be me. Give it a minute. Either it's going to hit you later tonight when you're sort of free and clear of everybody in this room, because everybody's affected by sitting in a room with other people, even if you're just watching a movie. It just is what it is. Or it will happen to you, and it's not happening. Like, I can say blue, and the first thing that comes to your mind and first thing that comes to my mind are two very different words, which is why I always deliver exactly what I hear. But also you can assume it means something. And then later you're like, oh my God, it was a different blue until it happens to you. And I think one of the other reasons why it's so important that these clients of ours or people or audience members or whatever remain open that anything is absolutely possible. You don't even really have to twist what you say to make it fit into your life. Like it will happen. If, yeah. the, if the reader is coming from a place of humility, a place of quality, a place of like self, like knowing, and we've, and we've worked with our own stuff. Like we, we go in and we deal with our own triggers Yes, and yes. the possibilities are endless, right? I wipe my feet at the door every time I, I'm in my studio right now. Mm -hmm. I have readings today at four and five before I, I'm going to get coffee before I come back. I literally wipe my feet at the door every day as just a leave your own shit at the door. Like I, like I tell people I'm like to do this work well, you really have to be in touch with yourself and your triggers, your own insecurities. Absolutely. Your, like, you know, I, I know one of mine, like 
I, I have to go off of, before I read, I have to go off of technology for about an hour. I don't want to see anything. Sometimes it could just be those videos of like an abused dog where like they tied firecrackers to the dog on the 4th of July. And I'm like, I will be so upset going in that I'm like, okay, you're not going. Oh my God. Hearing about it. I got to like, hard, like or, 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 you know, I hate to say it. Sometimes you, you go on, you know, Facebook or you see the news comments and just, Oh no, no, no. I don't the, even know near the that anymore. trolls that, that yeah. so emboldened to say the most hateful things like, and then your blood's boiling 20 minutes before reading, like, you know, uh, the, oh, the other thing I was going to tell you really quick. And I, 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 did, I was like, Oh my God, I have to tell us about the specificity really quick. The, the one that was combative at the live event, Heather, I literally said, okay, I'm really confused because it's like, I'm looking at this woman here and she's pointing here to a kidney. And I, I, I didn't say general intestinal area. I said, the kidney is gone. I, I'm so confused by this. I said, like, she's literally taking a magic eraser and the kidney's going away. No hands are going up. And I'm like, that's fine. If you don't connect, I'm like, I I'm confused by it too. And that's what I love about the group events too, is like, I call it, I'm like, it's a practice. Like, it's not a, it's not a perfect, like, right. we're going to figure this out as a group. Like I, I love my old murder. She wrote shows and my, my clue based. And I'm like, Hey, who here understands is like, let's solve this together. And this woman's hand goes up and she's like, well, they, you know, after a while of being combative, I went back to the you know, the kidney thing, her being combative. And she goes, well, yeah, this could be my mom because when they did the autopsy on her, literally one of her kidneys was missing. And I'm like, like, ma'am, ma'am, that was like such a, you know, like, like I was blown away. I was like, oh, okay. I did understand. Yes. game. And she was over here going like, like it was the most generic thing. She's like, well, I guess it could be her. Her kidney was gone. I'm like, okay. Oh, I was going to make one strike one, ma'am. So yeah, I was like, oh my God, I gotta tell her that before I forget. <laughs> that happens a lot. Mm. That happens a lot. People just I, and like I said, I am I'm guilty of the same thing as a client when I get a reading, and I usually get a reading like for my birthday every year. Yeah. It is, I will I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'm like, Heather, <laughs> I think just totally described your life, your parent. You're whatever. Like, what are you thinking? I'm like, I don't know where, I don't know where my brain is. I don't know. It was well, too you listen to it after and you're like, fuck, there it is. Like, yeah, there it is. And I would have liked to like been aware. So I could ask like the seven questions that I now have for the reader. And I don't want to be the client that I hate. That's like, but can you answer some questions for me now? But I don't, like, I just, I just can't be that person. Right Oops. <laughs> well, I am, you know, I got to tell you, I'm just enjoying just touching base and sort of talking shop with you so much. If this you ever want nice. to do a show together, you yes. let me know. Tell Maybe Jim Lanahan to to produce it. Produce? Oh, oh my! We would have we would you and I be laughing so hard he probably couldn't even read. Please, 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 please <laughs> tell him to do it. He'll do it. I he probably will do it. Why not? I love him. I, I just I am really quick. I have to tell you anytime. I click on his story. You could tell that those little ticks are like so tiny. I'm like, oh my God, there's 4,000 videos and I will watch all 4,000 of them. And I'm so entertained just the way he tells a story and the way he engages his viewer. I'm like, damn, it is a special skill. He um, is. He true. Oh, he's such an amazing, and he's such, I mean, he's not a professional intuitive, but he is such an intuitive, amazing human being. And for sure. those of you who don't know, I used to do a show called The Jim and Heather Show on Instagram every, like once a week. We did it for about almost four years. And he is a lover of all things, psychic, lightworker, mediumship, anything. And he's unbelievably supportive to all of us. He's also a, a brilliant producer and a really gifted life coach. Um, anyway, as we begin to wrap up today, yeah. Jimmy, I must ask you, well, first of all, and there's no pressure here. Did you pick up anything about me or Charles? Yeah, I, I did have a quick question. I didn't know if anyone in the past had had issues with, um, tonsils or this like ENT related issues. Has anyone recently? My, my father actually, uh, after, uh, after an operation a number of years ago, they, they did the anesthesia. We need to put down uh, tube down the throat. 
has never had his voice back correctly. It's always a little bit raspy. It's not, it's, it wasn't ever the same way again. Okay. Because when we were talking, that's why I was like, it could be for either, but because if it wasn't for you, I was going to go, okay, daughter, parent, but it just felt like this area, like they got something and I could, as soon as you touched your, your neck, I was like, dad, it's problematic. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it's, it's so, it's always on, I think of the hearing aid, it's always on like a one or something that most Mm -hmm. of the time I don't notice the one, you know, I don't turn it up to like the, the nine or the 10 or, you know, if it's, if there's multiple readings during the day, I try to keep it on like a seven or an eight. So I've got the energy to sustain, but, um, no, I mean that that was the big thing. And the only other thing is like uh, That's good. I'd be that was a good it. one, by the way, because it's funny you should use we were talking about language that's specific to the person because he has a hearing aid that my mom and I are always yelling at him about because he didn't wear it enough. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and the other thing is I don't know if it's for dad, somebody with with a knee issue. It almost feels like a connective something's going on with one of the knees, but it doesn't feel like it's something that would require surgery. It's almost something that feels like it's um needs more of a pt type of issue like they're showing me just something that's not tightened or tuned up and so i'd be curious who's having the knee issue oh that's interesting it's my mother again my not mother. a surgery thing it just feels like it's no it, it, she, it's I mean, they're a, showing me the exercises where she has to like lean forward and tighten that connective we were talking today about the my mother's like a, been a gym rat for literally maybe like 60 years and she and she was saying like she just has coordination of like picking up one leg is all in the knee yeah there you go that's it right and sometimes people won't get that the messages i don't want to say won't get but sometimes they're not directly for like sometimes i say that's even beautiful validation is the laundry list of other people will come through to go by the way let mom know that's right let dad know this oh totally oh my god yeah that's yeah, valid the little strange things like I know your dad just sent his favorite shirt to the dry cleaner, and it's just a small, like glisten of a fact that somebody said randomly or overheard, and it's sort yep. of proof, sort of like of this this sort of omnipotent presence of everybody, right? Even those are the moments where like you have to look at your imaginary friend because you you described it as magic. You're like, how are we doing this right now? You know, it's like I know it. I've done it for 10, 12 years, and it's like still, how is this happening? Like it's yeah, so cool. it's, it's still so exciting. Cool. It's I'm almost glad I'm still a cynic because I every day I get to prove myself wrong. wrong right? right. So Jimmy, can yeah. you tell us your ultimate pool party? I think so. Um, I think the lo- like where we just were in Hudson, like location-wise, that was perfect. Like I want to be off the grid for the pool party, in-ground pool. I want to smell barbecue, as many Ooh, dogs yeah. that want to be there as possible. All the oh dogs. yes, and I just want people. I want there to be like I think like a degree of just presence with each other. Like no phones. We don't need our phones to document this. You know, we don't. I want some good early two thousands like the gayest pop music you can like, like, you know, all the good early two thousands, like all that NSYNC type of sound, but just, uh, just being present with each other, good weather, food, drinks. I love it. You're speaking my language. I can't wait to go. We're going. We're going right now. (laughs) Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a wonderful time at the pool party with you. Thank you for having me. I got to go dry off my speedo. (laughs) 